Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Diving into physiology, neuroscience and linguistic programming so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career. Moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money or make a real difference to people's lives. Tune in weekly if you care more than others. Think wisely as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe and receive our free newsletter and other goodies. Here is your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello, my name is John Cassidy Rice. I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. And in our quest to explore how NLP is being used in everyday life and in the work situation, I have Andrew Jenkins. Hi, Andrew. Hi, how are you doing, John? Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I'm excited to be here. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Great. So we've known each other for quite a while now. So that Yeah, must... we have. Yeah, gosh, it must be 16 years, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. And you've been running yeah. consultancy and you're now an NLP trainer. So all those wonderful things. Yeah, I do all of those things. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So I, I run my own diplomas. Um, I, I Like you, I can do a master practitioner training. Uh, training and practitioner i mainly do uh, diplomas because they're the things that fit into business yes businesses just don't want to invest in 14 days worth of 16 <laughs> days worth um so I, I do shorter bridge courses with with um with businesses quite often that works really well actually excellent and i'm I sure people listening to this would be interested to find out how does nlp kind of fit into the business context yeah and it's not an easy sell actually I have to say there's you know NLP sort of sometimes has a bit of a, a kind of hippie reputation and um some businesses free hugging yeah absolutely you know California and hippies and all that kind of stuff um and and, and so I, it needs a little bit of persuasion I think you know and some influencing around what it does for for teams um and I found that to be quite useful actually but it does need to to be sold in the right way I think to, yeah. to make it work in, in business and I think that's just true of anything really isn't oh, yeah. it especially when you're dealing with some people skills well I, I find that that's that's where it works really well that you know there's a gap I think in today's market around soft skills and emotional intelligence and NLP can kind of fit that relationship piece very well actually you know in terms of building rapport in terms of of getting on with your with your colleagues and you know building relationships with uh with clients and customers etc so I, I do find that that kind of works pretty well you know when you work on that sort of basis rather than a series of techniques right. you know it helps them build rapport and get but you mentioned sort of dealing with sort of difficult people etc have you got any sort of examples of uh, nlp in actions that you can share with us um, well, I use it in lots of different contexts, actually. So, I mean, I find from a business perspective, um, I, I like the NLP model of changing language, changing mindset. Um, that is, to me, is a very powerful approach, as, as well as relationship building around rapport, sensory acuity. Those kind of aspects of NLP work, are really practical and work extremely well, I find, with um, with business teams. Um, okay. So, so that that works for me. Excellent. So, you mentioned sort of going in and sort of being able to sell the NLP into this, and this might be sort of um, propriety to you. But what would be your approach to doing that? To being able to go in and sort of 
help an organisation see the benefits of NLP. Yeah, and it really, I mean, good NLP, in my opinion, shouldn't be NLP. You know, so, so we all talk about, oh, NLP. You know, yes. the, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't have to be a thing at all. It can just be, you know, this is, this is an approach to developing good relationships, um, you know, building your own self-awareness, building your awareness with, with other people and working together to, uh, to help each other to build good relationships. So, you know, it's about working as a team, and you know, working as you know, as, as a group of people to get better at not only just working with your interrelationships, but um, you know what we notice about our clients. How do we, you know, how do we get the best out of out of our interactions? How we use language, how we use our positivity, and our states of mind to get better results, basically. And, okay. and that's, that's how I find it works really, really well. Excellent. So I'll see if I can get, get you to take a step by step through that process. So let's say you're going to see a client. How do you prepare yourself? Because you said, talked about mindset. So how, how would you prepare yourself before you go into, a, say, an important meeting or a pitch or meeting somebody for the first time? Is, is, is this me to a client, is it? Is yes, let's say you to a client. Yes. Okay, okay, on with you. Um, well, I remember when I first did this, I remember one of the things that helped me tremendously to get in the right state of mind to, to sort of you know work through this, because it's quite nerve-wracking, isn't it, when you're meeting a client for the first time and you've never done this before. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I, I, I remember working with a hospital team at one point and I was trying to win the contract, and it was really quite nerve-wracking. It was the first time I'd ever done this. And I remember standing in the car park in one summer's day. It's a beautiful hot day, actually, and there's no one around. And and I, I just threw a circle of excellence on the floor to help me to kind of get into the right state of mind, to help me to kind of, okay, I need to be in the right place here to help me to, to really um, work well with this client. And actually, that, that worked incredibly well for me. And I remember sort of going through the steps of that circle of excellence just to put me in the right place to enable, you know, to, to enable me to, to, to talk, you know, with, with the right intent, if you like. Yeah, that's a great technique. So th- then you're walking into meeting the client, say, for the first time, and maybe we use this NHS one if that's okay with you. Sure, how did yeah. they kind of demonstrate that connection? How did they build that rapport quickly? Yeah, I, how did I do that? That's, that's an interesting question. How do we build rapport? I suppose I'm just a natural at building rapport, and I don't really know how I do it. I just do it well. <laughs> and, I, and I guess for me, it's about finding out where people are at, what they want, building, into, you know, falling into a conversation, finding what's common with us, finding some common ground, uh, and being relaxed enough with people just to kind of allow the conversation to uh, to develop and, and not to be too rushed to to form into, you know, into a sales pitch, if you like, but just yeah. talk to people normally and to be relaxed enough to allow them to do that with you until everyone feels ready enough to have a conversation around work. Um, do you have any techniques that maybe because the temptation is going and ask lots of questions mm-hmm. and then maybe the person feels bombarded with questions how do you get that balance right of I, I for me I think one of the, the key things that I found useful from NLP is it's not about your model of the world it's it's about other people's model of the world and so one of my key presuppositions is be curious you know, right. be curious about the other people in the room and not to worry too much about what it is that you have to say be more interested in what what the group are saying and what's happening in the space right now and being able to tease that kind of stuff out which is a coaching skill as well and you know, blending coaching and nlp together as you know john work to me work you do works really really well asking the right questions being curious opening up conversations having open questions 
Um, but equally watching the responses from people in the room and and picking up on threads and you know, just just enjoying the conversation really and not actually having any sales pitch at all. Um, in, and that'll come when it comes, in my opinion. Yes. Um, because when people are relaxed and and you know they're, they're okay. So you know we might have had ten or twenty minutes worth of or maybe fifteen minutes worth of just. You know, general conversation and it's an okay so Andrew you know, tell us what we can we, you know, t- tell us how we can use your services um, uh, but by that time most people are relaxed and they've kind of got a feel of who you are and how you work and so the conversation comes m- much more naturally to me and, and another another thing I tend to work on is rather than talk about me is kind of okay so what are the problems that you're trying to address yeah what is it you need rather than what is it that I do and I give you what is it that you need and use my sensory acuity skills and my listening skills to pick those kind of things up and, and to work through some potential solutions a little bit later. But to spend time on the problem, I find much more interesting. Again, you're engaging in them and not you. Yes. Uh, and that way you're making that connection. Um, and that, that I, I don't necessarily think that's, that's totally NLP, but it, it helps to get you into that right state of mind, if you like. The rest of it is just listening skills and, and being interested and being curious and wanting to have that kind of conversation with people. Yes. And I think that's a really important point that you're kind of alluding to there is that when you're meeting with another human being, you're not doing NLP at them. You're not no. in technique base. And, and people suss that out really quickly. Oh, you're doing NLP on me now. Oh, yes. I've kind of got that kind of response. Like I must have failed somewhere down the line. It's in a fact, people prejudge you because you're you've you've done some nlp has there already been any times when the nlps maybe worked against you because of what people thought and lots of times actually people have preconceived ideas about nlp and 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 i think it's important i find it's important to reframe that that kind of conversation okay let's let's just take a step back here what are you trying to produce here rather than worry about you know what does nlp do and is it manipulative and you know is it all about you know um squeezing people into a, a sales situation and, and you're maneuvering that whole piece I think, yeah you can use nlp for that but you'll only do it once and it'll be done you know people will suss you out if yes. you're not and you're not authentic people get that straight away and i think that's sometimes the problem a little bit with nlp that you know we use a series of techniques rather than it's not a series you can look at it as a series of techniques but i find that if if nlp is done in that way it's wrong yes it, it, it's about using it it's about using the understanding of it being natural and authentic and and to open up conversations um and access people's states of mind rather than their content if you like um Excellent. so um quite often for me it's about well you know what do you what do you not just what do you want and what content do you want it's well you know if you got that what would it make you feel like what will you get from that uh, and so you're accessing people's states of mind more than just just language and and content of things that they want. It's you know it's it's more of a conversation about okay. So if you had that, what kind of success criteria would you get? You know how would that change your organisation? How would people think and feel at, at work um, in your organisation if we did? You know if we help them to build around some of the problems that you have. And it happens that I've got some techniques that will help you that are. You know, you could you know, are from the NLP world. Um, in their their uh, they originate from here. However, these are natural ways of communicating, and I prefer you not to have the labels, but rather the 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 kind of success criteria of what that could give you as a group of people, rather than seeing it as this is NLP we're doing. Yeah. 
you know, it, yes, it's underpinned by by a technology called NLP, but really, it's it's about human success. It's yes. not, and so you're moving away from the technique uh, and. If, if you like understanding what the techniques are to help people be more natural with other people, and that's probably how I work. Uh, to, it's really to nice to hear that NLP, you're approaching the NLP using a very humanistic way, especially within a business context. Yeah, you know, and and to help people to kind of reframe their thoughts about NLP. Well, I've tried NLP, very manipulative. We didn't like it. Our salespeople loved it because they thought they could get more sales techniques. And <laughs> yeah. you know, my, my 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 point is, look, this isn't about selling or getting more. It's about relating better. So actually you can find a match with your client to enable you to then um, build that rapport that enables you to make a natural, authentic sale that they want something, you've, you've got it. Yes. And how you do that authentically and genuinely is, to me, more to the point. Excellent. You know, don't manipulate people. So how has NLP, have you used NLPs personally what, what's been a little bit of your journey with it and what have been some of the key insights that you've you've had from nlp quite quite often people ask me is it can i work with this stuff on my kids yes and i'd you know i have to say that nlp works really really well with children because they haven't got preconceptions that that we have no well i've got think, five of my own so i've got my own little experiment going on you know yeah i remember i remember sort of doing anchoring for the first time and uh and in teaching my daughter Hannah this, who was probably about six at the time, you know, okay. absolutely loved it, you know, yeah. on all her knuckles. And um, yeah, I think it was a ploy to, to not, to extend bedtime. Children <laughs> smart. She was very smart. Yeah. It took me a while to get that actually. And then every night, we'd have, well, I've forgotten which knuckle has got which state of mind on. So can we do it yeah. all over? <laughs> However, it really helped her. And I remember there was, um, there was a point to where, um, Hannah was finding some some situations at school with some slightly bullying nature. You know what was happening to her in the playground. Yes. And um, using the you know using NLP as a mechanism of unpacking what was going on for her, and rather than talk about the situation, is how it made her feel. So, for example, you know she said at bedtime one day, which is probably another ploy to kind of delay bedtime as much as possible. Well, there's another girl at school and she's giving me a bit of a hard time, and you know I feel very upset about it. Uh, okay, so you know, if you were to describe that in terms of you know how that makes you feel, what you know, how would that be for you? She says, "Well, that is a bit like being in a big dark hole." So immediately you now got a metaphor, and she's yes. just describing that. You know, so rather than talk about the situation, you know, um, the girl, you know, the interaction, all the content that's involved, or she said this, I did that. She talks about how it made her feel, you know, and so she she starts to describe this big black hole that she's in. It's a deep, dark hole. And I kind of said, okay, so, so you know, if you could pretend that you find yourself in that now, you know, just so we can, I can understand you a little bit more, would you be willing to do that? And she said, yeah, I can jump in that hole now. So she jumps into it. I said, well, can I join you? And she said, yeah, come on down. So, um, you know, again, we're talking in metaphor terms, which is helping her to describe her situation without you know, any content whatsoever, but just understanding this in metaphor terms is so powerful. And it was a deep, dark hole. And I said, okay, so now you're down here. How does it feel? Well, it feels really cold and it feels like I've got something heavy on my back. And I said, okay, so, you know, what would that be like? And she said, probably like carrying a heavy rucksack okay so what color is the rucksack and she said well I don't know it's on my back so I said well okay you know how about you take it off and she said okay 
Um, so she pretends to take it off. And I said, well, okay, do you want to put it in the, the corner? And she said, well, it's a round hole. There's no corner. So we'll put it in the corner of the round hole, which she found really amusing. So she puts it in the corner of a round hole, however you do that. And then I said to her, okay, so now we've got a bit of distance to it. It's over there, that heavy rucksack. What colour is it? She said, oh, it's black, okay. Um, so what do you want to do with it? And she said, well, can I kick it? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and kick it. So she ends up kicking it. Literally, she gets out of bed and starts kicking this pretend rucksack in, in her room. And okay, does that make you feel better? She goes, yeah, yeah, brilliant. So I said, okay, we're done? She said, no, 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 we're not done at all. I'm um, still in the deep, dark hole. Okay, so what do we need to get out of that? And, you know, when you watch kids doing imaginative stuff and when they're using their imagination, which is exactly what we're doing here, this is just a hypnotic technique. Yeah, absolutely. And she kind of goes, and kids go like this, go, ah, well, they kind of go right up with their eyes, don't they? Ah, you know, and they kind of look into the ceiling. And she's, well, oh, I need a pair of magic shoes. Oh, cool, pair of magic shoes. Brilliant. Okay, I like it. magic shoes. Yeah. Well, they spring me out of the hole. I thought, wow, wow, fantastic. Okay, so what colour are the magic shoes? Guess what colour the magic shoes are? She's a girl. What colour are they going to be? Pink. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> pink. So puts on these pink shoes, bounces out of the hole. Wow, you know, are we, are we done? And she kind of says, well, no, I'm now back in the playground. So it turns out the hole was her coping mechanism. Yes. And now she's in the playground. She can, like, see the other person. And she's, well, she's over there. Okay, so what do we need now? You know, how, what would help you now to face it? And she kind of goes, hmm. And again, it's kind of like, uh, you know, kids go like this really over. <laughs> she goes, well, you know, mummy's got this kind of thing in the oven that's like, um, that, fat drops on it's like a teflon coating oh a teflon sheet she goes yeah i want a cloak made of teflon cool okay so you wrap this cloak around you what does that do it kind of makes me impervious to well, she, i don't know if she used that word but she you know whatever she does to me she can't she can't touch me with this cloak on okay so you want one of these yeah a magic one she said yeah so what color is the magic cloak guess what color the magic cloak was pink or purple pink yeah <laughs> pink it was yeah and, and so you know she was able to go to school now with with a pair of magic shoes in her you know uh in her rucksack the virtual shoes and a virtual you know um, teflon pink co- uh, cloak so she was able to kind of protect herself quite readily from from this from this girl and you know, I used to ask her every day when she came home how things are. Oh, magic cloak's working really well. <laughs> you know, That's I can it. jump in the magic hole if I need to or jump out of it when I want to, you know. So so she had some control over it, John, you know. Yes. And it didn't take many weeks before I kind of said to her, well, okay, you know, what's, um, you know, what's happening? She said, I'll leave my magic cloak and my magic shoes at home now. I don't need them. Excellent. So, uh, and you know, just by reframing that situation and having a way of coping that enables her to face that person but face it in a different way yes enabled that interaction to stop happening in the same pattern it broke the pattern of this girl picking on her yes. and she picked on somebody else or i don't know what happened but the point is she wasn't picking on hammer that's right amazing what you can do with and, and that whole thing about shifting people's mindset both children and adults, I find, works really, really well. You know? So if people are frightened of flying or they're, you know, they're, they're facing a difficult situation, is to, is to try and help that adult or that child to, to see things from a different point of view yeah. and, it, and to give them the resources. Um, when your kids, your five kids, do they ever have the night scares? Yes. Yeah, you know, that's a funny one, isn't it? You know, the night scares. How do you help people with night scares? And I remember my little daughter, my youngest one, and when she was about five or six, she started having the night scares. She might have been younger, actually. Right. And, um, I just thought, oh, there's something I need here. And there was a big sunflower on her 
on her bed. Big felt, it's a horrible thing, big felt thing. It's as big as her, actually. Right. I said, you didn't know that monsters are scared of sunflowers, don't you? And she goes, I never knew that. I said, this was late at night when she'd had a scare and we calmed yeah. her down. Um, and I kind of used that that technique and worrying synesthesia to calm her down. Once I got yeah. her calm, um, we started talking about what monsters don't like and they don't like sunflowers. Said, oh, I've got a sunflower, Daddy. Look, it's on my bed. <laughs> Excellent. All you need to do... Lottie is shake the sunflower at the monster. The monster will go away. Oh, wow, really? So again, it's a resource for her. And it wasn't many days before she kind of said, you know, I've been shaking the stick at the monster every day. Daddy goes away, just like you said. And eventually they just don't need the stick anymore because the monster's given up, you know, and she's got control over it. It's a good example of respecting somebody's map of the world because it'd be so easy as an adult to go, no, don't be silly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so and and that whole contrasting pictures I find to be very very useful. You know, yeah. with my daughter was allow her to get into that deep dark hole, and to talk and and for my younger daughter to talk about the monster because actually that's part of the process of when you talk about it and you teach me how that monster comes into your room so I can be like, teach me how you do it. You know, and so she's teaching me how to be scared of the monster and what does it look like. And da, da, da. And whilst that might be reinforcing it, actually, no, she's teaching me to do it, which is actually helping her to kind of get that step beyond it. To kind Takes of say, con- she's taking control of it. She has a say in the matter. Correct. You know, yeah. and, and, and that is very, it's a child's version, if you like, of swish, um, which yes. I find one of the most powerful techniques in, in NLP. I think that's a piece of genius that Bandler invented, that process. Yes. She used it for nail biting and compulsions, but actually I've used it for all sorts of different um, techniques you know where you can talk about an issue with an adult or you know whoever yeah you can develop the kind of visualization of what's going on there um and and then from there i kind of flesh out okay so so you know what's the underlying belief that that's triggering for you what's the trigger what's going on for you when this thing happens so you know you're going not just to the situation of when it happens but actually what is that deep what deep down what's that triggering for you you know what fear is it triggering what insecurity is it triggering yes and when you can get yeah you can then you can then kind of say okay so what you know if you had a better belief of that if you were to reprogram that belief what would it be so well okay it could be you know rather than being frightened on 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 facing it okay so you know what would be a an example of you facing something so now you're moving from the problem to the desire and you've done it very naturally because you know you've you've used the issue, you've teased out the issue, you've talked about the issue quite a bit, and then you've talked, you, you then lead on to the opposite of that issue. Or if you didn't have that, what would your mindset be if you didn't yeah. have this issue? And I think that's really important because so many people, because it's pace, pace leading from a rapport point of view. Yeah. Um, so people, most people, a lot of people want to kind of jump into leading straight away for the solution rather than taking the time to pace somebody's map of the world. Yeah, and 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 I think once you're at that point, I remember Bandler saying, you know, very much that it's all about pace, pace, lead, uh, you know, match, pace, pace, match, pace, pace, lead a bit. I, actually, what I find in, in NLP, it, it once you've built rapport, you can lead, and you do need to lead sometimes quite significantly. That's yeah. not, um, you know, it, you're giving people instruction to kind of say, okay, build me the picture, you know, tell me what's going on, you know, and and um, it, it's. It's quite direct, but it helps. But but actually, then when they start to develop it, you're matching and you're pacing them for a little while. Okay, now I understand that. Yes. But, but it, I think quite often people are a little bit worried about leading. You know, they're a bit scared of it. 
And sometimes in NLP, you have to be quite direct to kind of say, look, okay, so paint that picture for me now. Yes. You know, now we can tease out, you know, what's what's there and we can pace for a little while. Um, but I find it's kind of lead, pace, pace, lead, lead, pace, pace, lead, lead. And it's, it's a lot more leading, I find, that works well for me. Yes. Um, that's not necessarily you're painting the picture for them, but you're asking them questions to paint their own picture. So give me the reality. Teach me to be how you're doing this now. Um, it's still a leading question. It's still leading them to get to that point. You yeah. ask them the question. It's a bit like in hypnosis. You know, you you ask people, you know, to imagine something. Now imagine this. Now imagine that. And they're building all the pictures, but you're yes. giving very very rudimentary instructions to help them to do that. Is that guidance? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're painting the picture. It's all their stuff. It's their map of the world. It's not your map of the world. Um, <laughs> not leading with your stuff but you are leading in terms of give me your stuff, not, yes. not my stuff. Give me more of what you're saying. Um, give me more of your imagination. Give me more of how that helps you or, or rather how, how that affects you. Um, so, you know, asking lots of questions to pull out what's going on is actually yeah. really important, but it's not about you. It's about them. Absolutely. So we've covered a huge amount in this short period of time. So we started off looking at how to prepare ourselves for kind of a business meeting using the circle of excellence and how not to think of techniques when you're walking in to meet somebody from a business point of view where it's a client. So been how we, you've used the NLP with your children and uh, that pace, pace, lead, pace, lead, lead. And how thank you ever so much for sharing all that. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. And I think, you know, that whole thing about you know, the other people's model of the world is is the key to these yeah. things. It's not about you and about what you want. It's about being in whatever level you're, you're working and interacting with others. Respect. About, yeah, and about being curious about what's going on in your world. You know, tell me more about that. I'm really interested. Yeah. People are talking about themselves. And, and I think that's, to me, that's one of the keys to um, to accessing um, and having permission to work with people. Yeah. Um, so if somebody wanted to contact you, Andrew, to maybe sort of find out what you do from a commercial point of view or sort of maybe personally got some questions, if that's okay, how would they, they go about doing that? Um, well, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. So please contact me on LinkedIn. Um, you'll find me at Andrew Jenkins. Uh, my company's PDX Consulting. Um, I have a website, uh, www.pdx-consulting.com. And you can contact me through there. And my email is andrew at pdx hyphen. Sorry, um, andrew at pdx hyphen consulting.com. <laughs> <laughs> you got that. Yeah, we got that. We'll put that on the website, uh, on my webpage just below there, so that we can contact <laughs> Thank you. Uh, lovely. Yeah, great. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you. Okay. Until next week, have a fabulous week. And if you've got any questions, if you've got any questions for Andrew, he's a wonderful guy, very generous with his information so please do contact him if you've got any questions for myself please do contact myself and i look forward to seeing you next week take care bye thanks for tuning in you were just listening to the nlpcourses.com podcast show if you enjoyed the show please leave a review on itunes and make sure to head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter this will ensure you're kept fully up to date on the latest in-depth NLP topics of interest. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro-linguistic programming and beyond.